Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And we are joined by Ted Fox from Fox and Sons. Ted, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks, Eric. It's great music to start the day with you. Get thank you, me. get you fired up, right? Yeah, get you nice and excited. <laughs> well, Ted, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about your company. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like, like Eric said, I'm Ted Fox. Um, I run uh, Fox Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical, formerly Fox and Sons. Um, and uh, we're a, we are, as the name says, a plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical home service company uh, operating out of Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, wow. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You are our second guest from Canada. Nice. Uh, we had one from Newfoundland a while back. Oh, yeah. How far are you from there? Uh, it's like the other side of the world. Oh, really? Like I, I'm, I think I'm closer to Japan than I am to Newfoundland. Really? Yeah, it's the far side of Canada from me. Let's see, British Columbia. Let's see where that's at on the map. We're just no- north of California. We're, we're directly north of Washington. Oh, okay. Okay, I see it now. Nice. So is it, is it, it's pretty cold up there, I imagine. Uh, in lots of places in Canada, it is. We're, we're pretty fortunate. We live in a place that's um, super temperate. So it's, it's going to be close to, in, in Fahrenheit, it'll be close to 90 today. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's... it's really? We, we, yeah, we live in, in wine country, right? Well, we've lots of vineyards and we've got... Uh, so we have vineyards in the valleys and ski hills in the mountains and... It's uh, it's not what you'd expect. Yeah, dang, ninety degrees. That's that's warmer than it is here in Virginia Beach, and we're on the East Coast, down farther south than that. That's uh, yeah. We we still get winter where where I am. We'll get a little bit of snow, and it kind of hovers around freezing uh, during mm-hmm. the winter time. But it gets it gets hot hot here in the summertime. But that's wow. like I say, we're a fairly localized little area like that. But the West Coast is fairly temperate, anyways. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. See Good. the. I'm looking at a. I'm looking at a map now. I'm seeing Vernon. Um, and you said there. I see some wineries. See some lakes. You bet. This looks like a really nice place. Could check I, this out sometime. I, I like it. I, yeah. <laughs> I like living here. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's home. It's home to me. Yeah. So you've lived there your whole life, huh? Uh, I've lived in British Columbia my whole life. Well, I shouldn't say that. I did move to Alberta for a little while. Um, but um, but my family, my roots are here in Vernon. We're, we're, I'm the sixth sixth generation of my family to live here. So we're wow. we're, we're kind of the, we're kind of homesteaders in this area. Yeah. So it's uh, but it, it definitely is is it's one of the best places on earth. I think I, I don't I don't ever think I'll be moving away. Yeah, it looks really nice. Thank you. So uh, so so. Uh, you guys are essentially a, really a full service home services company, plumbing, yes, heating, cooling, and electrical. Um, 
shouldn't say full service because there's like roofing and other stuff, but uh, you cover a lot of the the trades in the home, which is which is really cool. So, um, how long have you all been in business? Uh, how did you get your start in in the trades, and um, sure. what are some things that have helped you all grow over the years? Sure thing. Um, so the, the 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 short version is uh, I I was going to when I graduated high school I was going to go um, become a uh, teacher. I was a, an English and an English major, and um, when I went to to for my first day of, of like meeting the professors and getting or getting organized with the school, um, I was waiting for I was waiting for a, a, a meeting with one professor, and um, and there was this thing they called it the Canadian Achievement Test. It's just kind of like a, a it was a, it was a way to waste an hour to go take this test. But what I ended up finding out is it was a it was a pre qualification to get into a trades program that was there. So um, after leaving this the, the college that day uh, and thinking about things, I was like, well, my, both my dad and my older brother were plumbers, and um, if I just if I went and did a trade for a few years, I could make the money to pay for my education instead of getting into student loans and things like that. So I decided to go down that path of becoming a plumber to pay for my schooling. And, um, and I, I started that and I never, and I never looked back. I've just kind of enjoyed it, enjoyed being, enjoyed being a tradesman and, and then what that's led to, which is eventually into business ownership. So, um, right a few years later, I, uh, my dad started Fox, the EA it was called the Yale Fox and Sons Plumbing and Heating. Um, and I joined in with him a couple months after he started it. And uh, it just basically was the two of us, sometimes with a, with a helper for uh, or a, good, a good 13, 14 years like that. Um, fairly just, just, you know, doing good work, a um, couple guys in a van or two kind of company. And um, 2008, I purchased 50%, became 50% partner with my dad. And in 2012, I purchased the remaining 50%. And, um, and around that 2012 mark, um, took the company in a new direction, holding on, holding on to the values and stuff that we established, but um, more with a growth mindset and, and uh, to, 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 to grow and basically um, have it not all be me, but, but be a larger, a larger thing than I am. Nice. Yeah. So what are some ways that you all have <clears throat> utilized marketing and advertising to, to help promote the business throughout the years? So um, it, the first 15, 16 years, like I said, um, with my dad was all word of mouth. Um, mm -hmm. we, we dabbled a little bit in the yellow pages back then, throw something out here or there sometimes on the radio, but, uh, but it was very much a word of mouth company. Um, since since taking over, um, I've taken marketing on as as one of the most important functions of my company of what I what I've done. Um, so the gamut is, I mean, we we, we do it all: um, uh, direct mail, uh, SEO, um, pay per click, uh, Google local services. So everything online that you can think of. Um, we do uh, you know, thank you cards, we do billboards, we do television commercials, radio. So, so 
we, we really do a full wide gamut, but we obviously couldn't do that all at once. So the way, I, I, the way I've always attacked marketing is pick one thing and be really good at it and measure it and watch, watch your KPIs, watch what that thing's returning, see if it makes sense for you to continue doing that thing. And if it does, maybe expand it a bit. And when you've really got that locked down so you know what you're making and you're doing with your marketing dollars there, then add the next thing in and then add the next thing in and, and just basically continue what you're doing. Don't, don't, you know, jump into something and jump out of it and jump into something else and jump out of it because it, um, that's a, that's a great way to throw your money down the drain. Yeah. So what were some of those things that you have done exceptionally well in? Okay. Um, exceptionally well, uh, for us is, uh, mail. You know, direct mail um, is is something that works for us because we're really good at it. Uh, I think top of mind advertising, radio and television, that kind of stuff is it's more difficult to put your fingers around, but but it is something when you get to a certain point that that's worth dabbling in. And the other the other thing I think that um, that we do really well is partner with good companies, so like uh, website companies and um, and you know, people that can monitor and watch your um, your returns online. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, that that's I, I think those are those are things that we've done well on is, is know what you know and know what you don't know and partner with good people um, who can provide you some of these services. Nice. So you said that you all are doing the LSA ads and uh, a lot of stuff online as well. Um, you know, of the different efforts you've put in online advertising and, and digital marketing, um, what are some of the ones that you felt provided the best return on investment for you? Hmm. Online, eh? Um, that's tough because I think, you know, pay-per-click is great because you can essentially um, capture, if, if you have, if you're top of mind out there anyways, you can capture those leads as people... Like I always think pay-per-click is that emergency call, you know, hey, my, my water heater's flooding or whatever. I can, I hop on my phone and whoever's at the top probably is going to get my, my call. So pay-per-click is great because you can measure your return on it so well. If you're, if, if, and I say this to everybody, if you're going to market, if you're going to go marketing yourself, man, you got to watch what it's bringing in and actually calculate it to, to, to understand it. But pay-per-click is great because it's an easy thing to track. Um, the, the SEO side of things or, or like your organic searches is another thing that's important. So I think, I think you need a, a good combination of both SEO and pay-per-click. Google local service ads is like, a, I mean, a lot of people make a big to do about it. Um, I think if you can be in it, you should be, uh, cause it does, it, it is a cheaper, it's a cheaper form of pay-per-click. Um, and it works really well if, if you're set up properly and, and can run those calls. Um, but I think that, I think mainly with, with the online stuff, I, I, I'd say a great website, like a really well-converting, well-performing website with good, relevant information that's updated well is probably the, the best thing you can have. And then just start working at funneling calls to it. Yeah. So what are some of the elements of a website that you feel are uh, critical for it to be uh, a, a high-converting website that helps users find what they're looking for. 
Understood. Um, it needs to be responsive. It needs to it needs to load really quickly and be really easy to move. It needs it needs less information, not more. It shouldn't have a, a, a billion words on it. Just talking about everything about everything you do. It should be relevant to the people who are using it to contact you. So it should give many many places where they can actually click a button to call you or contact you or email you. It should have all the different ways that you can be contacted via, you know, forms you could fill out, chat, whatever. It needs to be super, super easy that way. And it also needs to look like you. It, it, it needs to look like your company so that anybody um, who logs onto it knows that they're at the right place immediately if they were looking for you. And if not, they understand who's gonna be showing up at their door. Um, because so many people that I see in, in the trades, like, and, and this is no offense to any of us out there, we're all just a bunch of plumbers or roofers or, or electricians who started a business. We're not, we're not meant to know this stuff, but we can sure learn it. Um, is, is you, you want to make sure that um, your website doesn't look like your supplier's website, right? If your website loads up and it's, it's uh, a big, you know, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but like a big... Linux across the top of it. Well, a lot of people just think they're on a Linux site. They don't know that they're on whatever your site is, right? So mm -hmm. it should look like you, totally. Yeah. So I know a lot of times with, like you were just saying, where they have like the Linux logo or, their, you know, your dealer's logo on it. Sometimes people do that for like a co-op dollar yeah. uh, towards their website. Would you recommend just like not getting that co-op in order to maintain the uh, the brand awareness and the the brand, I guess, ownership of the site? Uh, I totally you should get that co-op. Go for it. But just realize you can get that co-op with a tiny little Linux logo. Right? Yeah. Like you, you don't, you don't, and, and this is, and, and I'm speaking from experience. Some of my first websites, um, the way they were brought to me and the way it was kind of like talked about is, hey, we'll co-op you, but we want 50% of the page or we, I'm telling you, you don't need to do that. You can get them down to a, a corner mm. um, because otherwise you're, you're literally just spending money to advertise for them. Yeah. When really it's, it's your company that, that you're trying to do this for. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people get really caught up in the co-op and I, and I think the co-op is great, but you know, if you're spending thousands of dollars on a website and the co-op that you get back for that, for meeting the requirements is less than, the investment and it really doesn't seem like a smart investment. Whereas you could just use the co-op. I mean, you can use the co-ops in a lot of different, a lot of different places from some of these manufacturers and those dealers. They'll um, they've got co-op for van wraps, for Google ads, for Facebook ads. So yep. you can use it in other ways. Um, do you, do you ever use the co-op from your uh, dealer or your manufacturer uh, for advertising? Every penny of it. Yeah, yeah. every penny of it. it that's you got to use a co-op, and I do use it towards towards van wraps and and business cards and you know uh, like everything under the sun. Whatever it's it's just free money that you can utilize it for. But but everybody should understand that 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 is a it's a negotiated thing. It's it's uh, it's something you you speak to your suppliers about, and they have their contracts for what they can and can't do. Um, as far as like sizing of their of their logos and everything in it, um, mm -hmm. but but I can tell you that for websites, 
websites, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with having it where you scroll down to the bottom of your page and there's your list of, of, of companies that you support, right? Or that are co-oping you or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, 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 shouldn't, it shouldn't be on the first thing that when you open your cell phone up, it's like, you know, insert whatever and then your company name's below it. Yeah. So who, uh, what equipment do you, uh, are you a dealer for? Oh, uh, we've got a, a few. So we're, we're uh, Daikin dealers, Aries dealers, Ream, um, uh, Renai, and um, York. York. Yeah. York's got a, a pretty good co-op program. We're working with someone right now who's a York dealer, and their co-op seems pretty solid because they'll even reimburse them for like the website and stuff too, which is cool. They're, they're all... They're all pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. All, all their things are, are pretty darn good. Yeah, and we and we we utilize it all every every bit we can. Awesome. Well, what have what have been some of like the most important um, lessons learned that you've you've gained along the years of business ownership? That's a big question. Um, don't chase any shiny objects. None. Like don't don't chase after anything that seems too good to be true. Don't don't get distracted. If you are uh, if you are a roofing a roofing company, uh, don't get into lawn fertilizer because you heard that it's it's going to be a little bit more dough or something. Like stick with roofs. Get roofs good. Get it profitable. Make sure that you're making money on every job or close to. Make sure that you have profitable years. Don't jump after that next thing. Because that's that's a trap we just see people get into, and and I'm running a company that does four trades: plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical. So I I understand the the dangers here, but but I also only go after service work. So I don't chase renovations. I don't chase commercial anymore, new construction. Like I got out of all those things because not that they're not great places to work, but those are outside of my model. So so really. Focus on what you have and make it profitable before looking at doing anything else. Because I guarantee whatever work you're doing should be profitable. It should give you net profit. I don't care what trade it is. I don't care what town you're in. It should be profitable. There's nothing else on the other side of the fence that will make you more money than what you're doing now if you do it right. That's good advice. Yeah, and I I feel like a lot of times people will you know, they'll, they'll also do something just for that extra business and the little extra money. But what they're really doing is they're just taking away their time and their resources from dedicating it towards what they're actually good at or what they could be making more money in if they didn't take that job and went to the next one. Exactly. Exactly. If you, if you have time to go and chase down another trade or another venture or something, what could you do in the business you're in? Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the biggest of your business is to if it's profitable or not. Yeah. Awesome. And if it's not, raise your price. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And I feel like that's advice we, we haven't gotten yet on this show. Uh, a lot of the advice we always get is like, uh, you know, hire the right people and, you know, they'll take care of it. But that, that's, that's really good advice because I, I feel like that's something that, especially some of the smaller contractors who are listening to this, um, you know, they're, they sometimes will take on jobs that they might not feel like they should take on just so they can make a little extra money. And so, uh, yeah, 
if you're a, if you're a smaller contractor listening to this, I think that's some great advice to take away from this episode. Um, Ted, I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on and, and being on the podcast with me. Is there, is there anything else that you think that we may have missed about your company that you'd like to uh, talk about before we uh, say our goodbyes? No, I, I think, I think it's great that you're out trying to help out contractors. We've all been small contractors um, and, and we've all been, uh, you know, just think we've all been medium and large ones too, but we've all been there. There's, there's many of us that are out there doing these, doing these things. You don't always need a brand new idea. Sometimes you need to listen to a podcast like this to hear, hear a couple nuggets. And um, I don't think I need to say anything else about my company because I really wanted to come on here for others. So yeah. um, to, to, to give back. So if there's anything I can do to help anybody out, out there, um, I think that I think we're stronger together. So absolutely. Um, uh, that, that's it. Feel free to feel free to hit me up. Cool. Well, what, what's a good way that they can get a hold of you if they would like to uh, pick your brain or learn more? Uh, my email is um, it's ted at foxandsons.ca. That's all spelled out. F-O-X-A-N-D-S-O-N-S.ca. Awesome. Good deal. Well, we'll, uh, we'll leave a, uh, a link to your email in the show notes as well. So if someone's listening, they can just click on it right away and go straight to their email box. Um, Ted, I appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, Thanks, Eric. Hope you have a great, great rest of your day and an awesome weekend. You too, my friend. All right. Take bye-bye. care.